worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 27, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me, he shall set me high up on a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Verses 1-14. through 14. Psalm 27, and then looking in the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him. And whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Verses 25 to 37, Luke chapter 10. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful privilege of knowing you as our Lord and Savior. Thank you for the privilege that we have of having been called out of the world and into a new relationship with you and one another in Christ Jesus in the in your church. Father, what a privilege it is for us to be involved in the work of love, grace, and compassion that you've called us to as the church. Lord, help us to be mindful of the fact that we live in a world that in so many ways robs people, beats them up, and leaves them on the side of the road for dead. Help us to recognize, Lord, that you're Your people are where to be known for our love and our compassion to a world that desperately needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and desperately needs to be touched by the love of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to learn to be a people that see all that we see with the eyes of compassion, with the eyes of love, with the eyes of grace. Help us to know, Lord, that with all that's going on in the world, you're not worried, you're still on your throne, and you call us to simply be your ambassadors that represent you as we proclaim the gospel to the world as we make disciples, and as we show your love and compassion to a world that desperately needs to be touched by it. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Our Heavenly Father, we're thankful today that we can come before your throne. We recognize it's because we're clothed in the righteousness of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is willing to die a terrible death to hang on a cross for us. We rejoice in that today, Father. We're thankful for uh, that stooping down to care for us, that great, infinite act of mercy to sinners like us. God, we pray for the broadcast today that our listeners would hear exactly what you have to say to them and that they would respond to it in a way that pleases you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're very honored today to have as our phone guest today, Troy Newman. He's the president of Operation Rescue. Troy, how are you today? I am blessed beyond belief. Thank you for having me, and it's really a pleasure and an honor to be here with you guys. Well, great to have you on. And, you know, I would just mention, Troy, um, the first time I learned of you and your work is through the uh, the program Life Dynamics. I know you used to be, along with Brother Mark Crutcher, who's gone home to be with the Lord, but uh, you were one of his regulars and just learned more about you and your work somewhat through that. So a privilege to have you on the broadcast today. As we begin, Troy, I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment to further introduce yourself and introduce the Ministry of Operation Rescue. I, I can imagine many of our listeners may know some about this ministry, but then there are probably those who've never heard of it before in their life. So if you'll take time now to introduce yourself and tell us about the work and mission of Operation Rescue. Right. Well, thank you, Pastor. Uh, Well, (laughs) I grew up in Southern California, uh, in San Diego to be specific, and got married in 1991 to my beautiful bride, Melissa. We have five children. Uh, Now we have five grandchildren. uh, So we're really excited about that, and that really is such a blessing. Uh, but right around that time, uh, I heard the call from the Lord as I was in Bible college uh, to get more involved in, in doing something about this horrible tragedy that we call abortion. It's really the American Holocaust is, is what it really is. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, someone had given me a, a little track, a little paper track, and on the back of that had a picture of a garbage can with unborn children or they were unborn at the time, but they were now in a trash can. And it literally, Pastor, broke my heart. I broke down in tears. 
Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me, uh, you know, the scriptures that teach us to love what God loves, hate what God hates, mourn with the things that what God mourns over. And it, it broke my heart. And so I started just getting more involved. Uh, we were picketing. We were, um, uh, you know, meeting with pastors. Uh, and it's it really, to my surprise, back in the early 90s, late 80s, the pastors didn't want to talk about this. It was an unknown subject. It was taboo, if you will. And if you were uh, call yourself a pro-lifer, you were politely asked to, to you know, see the back door. Adios. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Operation Rescue, I got involved early on uh, with an organization that, w- that the two hallmarks of, of what we did was, number one, personal repentance personal repentance. Lord, forgive us for our apathy as children are being killed around us. Uh, forgive us for our participation. Many of us you know, had participated uh, you know, unwillingly or knowingly in the act of uh, killing an innocent child. And so personal repentance, number one, we were always on our knees. Lord, forgive us. Forgive our nation. Please turn away your wrath. And number two, the emphasis on the unborn baby. Uh, the, the 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 sanctity of human life that these children are creating the image and likeness of God they they are are image bearers of of Jesus himself and that uh, the act of taking away their lives is really demonic mm-hmm. there's a demonic influence here that that's exactly the same as Baal worship of the Old Testament Baal of Peor I mean it, the, the Old Testament is just riddled with uh, you know human sacrifice and so those so those sort of correlations so what we did is we would literally go to the gates of hell these abortion clinics abortion mills around the country and place ourselves in between the abortionist knife and the moms that were coming in so we'd wake up very early we'd arrive at these abortion clinics that have a lot of uh, abortion scheduled for that day and we'd sit down very peacefully uh, uh, passively and pray in front of these abortion mills. And as the mothers were coming in, there were sidewalk counselors that would beg them, please don't go in there. Well, of course, they couldn't get in there now, right? Because they, the place was blockaded. Mm-hmm. And in the vein of Martin Luther King, we were arrested. We were thrown in jail. Many of us were beaten sometimes by the police officers. They were very frustrated at our peaceful, nonviolent actions. And, uh, we we closed abortion clinics, abortion mills for you know hours at a time, saved tens of thousands of babies. Yeah. Now, if you fast forward, oh by the way, that was the largest civil disobedience movement in the nation's history. Hmm. Uh, at the height of the civil rights movement, there might have been fifteen to twenty thousand arrests, peaceful, nonviolent arrests for civil rights, and God bless them. But Operation Rescue had over seventy five thousand arrests, not one for violence. Hmm. Don't listen to the left. Don't listen to the crazies. That you know, say that every time uh, you know pro-lifer gets arrested, it's it's for violence. No, we were we were sitting there in front of just praying in front of abortion clinic doors. They call that violence, but the real violence was happening inside. Well, Troy, you know, I want to ask if you'll take a moment now. Would you pray for the listeners to really have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to say to them? Because some of them have probably have never heard of some of this history in the pro-life mm-hmm. movement, uh, but. And it may or may not be something the Lord might be leading them to do, but there's something God has in mind for all of us to do in view of the fact mm-hmm. that we live in a nation mm-hmm. that thinks it's okay to kill babies. Would you pray for our all listeners right. in that way? Right. Sure. 
um, Father, we are we're humbled when we look at your word and we see how unrighteous we are, how unholy, we, how sinful we are. We live uh, amongst a, a, a people that are sinful. We ourselves, our hearts are sinful. And we, we go to the despicable act of killing our own offspring that are a real blessing and a gift from you. It's like taking a, a Christmas present and just throwing it into the fire pit before we even open it. We're so disturbed by this, Lord. We're so disgusted by this. We ask you to forgive us. Forgive our nation. Forgive our neighbors. Forgive our city. Forgive us personally for even an, an active role or a passive role or an ignorant role in allowing these, uh, this human sacrifice to continue. Father, I pray for all the 75,000 people that were arrested with uh, our organization over the years. They sacrificed their, their bodies and their time. And, uh, Lord, I thank you for that sacrifice. And I pray that you would renew uh, us as a nation, as a people, uh, the individuals that are listening to this broadcast, that if there's something that we ought to do, that something you are leading us to do, a, a greater sacrificial role in the ending of child killing, Lord, I pray that you'd pour out your spirit and direct us to do that. Uh, that may the words, uh, well, as your word says, may the words of my mouth and the benediction of our heart be acceptable to you, my rock and my salvation. Amen. And Father, I too thank you for us, the, your church, your hands and feet in the world. Lord, anoint us with a fresh anointing that would stir us to be people of passion that says, Lord, what do you want us to do? And that help us to live in such a way that we're fully prepared to do whatever you're calling us to do, to stand boldly for life and to stand against the tragedy of abortion. But Lord, help us to never be complacent. Help us to never be passive when it comes to obeying you and doing what you called us to do in loving people. We thank and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest is Troy Newman, the president of Operation Rescue. We'll be right back.
music of Fred Hammond with If My People. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Troy Newman. He's the president of Operation Rescue. Troy, if someone wants to learn more about Operation Rescue or be in touch with the ministry, how can they do that? Yeah, we have several websites, but the easiest uh, way to get a hold of us is through operationrescue.org, operationrescue.org. If there's plenty of resources there, we also have a website called Abortion 911, abortion911.com. Documents all the ambulance runs that have gone to the abortion clinics all over the country, and we literally have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Because oftentimes, you know, we the, we talk about the victim of abortion being the baby, and that's certainly the case. The, the baby dies almost 100% of the time. But sometimes the moms die, too, and are maimed and injured. It's not a... My good friend Father Frank Pavone says you can't practice vice virtuously. Mm-hmm. And so these people, like a Kermit Gosnell, who we helped expose uh, to the line, get him convicted of murder... Uh, in Philadelphia, I mean, he was kind of the worst of the worst. But all abortion clinics uh, operate in very similar ways. Mm. Well, you know, Troy, I I want to mention this specifically. You know, of course, obviously, one of the Ten Commandments says, "You shall not murder." That's very plain, simple, and upfront. Mm. God's wisdom. It's it's wrong to take innocent life. Yet, sadly, because after Roe v. Wade was uh, passed in 1973, over the last 50 years. So many babies babies have died, which clearly, directly uh, goes against the clear will of God, murder. Yet, sadly, our nation in too many ways had become accustomed to killing babies. And so when Roe v. Wade was overturned last year, and praise God for that wonderful milestone, again, lots of folks weren't happy. And how tragic it is that people can be angry and upset and feel like they've lost a, a, a personal right to kill mm-hmm. the lives of their children. So again, mm-hmm. our culture is full of deception and misleading and so much. So I wanted to ask you if you'll share just your thoughts about that, and then we want to talk about some challenges your ministry are facing today as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, for me, you know, Francis Schaeffer back in the 80s uh, was very clear about the encroaching humanism of our day, and humanism is simply defined as uh, man looks inside himself and sees a black heart, and he looks around creation, and creation has fallen. And that's all he can discern to, be, to, to, to determine what is right and what is wrong. Judges says you know, people did what was right in their own eyes, and that's what we have today. Uh, people that have rejected Mount Sinai, in other words, a, a supernatural revelation from God to tell us how we should live. The Ten Commandments are applicable for all men at all times, everywhere, and as you mentioned, thou shalt not murder is a clear dictate from God. It's a law from God, and you cannot usurp that. You cannot change that. And, but yet, uh, they, they want to, Psalm 2 says they want to throw off the chains of oppression, right? <laughs> they, 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 they hate the shackles. They call them shackles and chains. We as Christians say this is freeing because this is a you know, set of rules by which we uh, should attain to live by. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, people, people have called right, wrong, and wrong, right, uh, good, a sweet, bitter, and bittersweet, and, and somehow abortion, the act of killing their child, is a, is a human right. Mm-hmm. I, but see, they have, to steal, they have to steal from a Christian position to say what a human right is, to, to say that killing a human is a human right. 
It's, uh, it, it, it's, it just defies logic. And I like to debate these people because they're just really all wrong. Mm-hmm. And they need Jesus. They need to repent right. and turn to Jesus. That, so that, that they go to the sum and whole of the situation. And, uh, and so we shouldn't be surprised. It hap- it's been happening since the dawn of creation. People are you know, thumbing their nose and are at war with God. And we as Christians need to preach the gospel very politely and kindly, sometimes firmly, and, and, and explain to them why this is wrong. And I think there's no better venue to do that, that except in the realm of child killing, because it's so crystal clear that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, I, I think of this, it's a phrase that we used to hear more than we'd hear it nowadays, though, but it was something often politicians may say that they say they want to see abortion to be safe, legal, and rare. And what a tragically mm-hmm. deceptive and really foolish statement, because as, mm-hmm. as is obvious, how can something be safe that when carried out 100% of the time means the death of an innocent human being? That's not safe at all. Legal means, again, as long as the law says it can be done, sadly, it can be done. And uh, it, it'll always be against the law of God, but again... Uh, people make up their own laws. And in rare, well, 63 million is not rare by a long shot. Yet, sadly, lots of people, upstanding leaders, uh, well, I guess I guess that's questionable whether you can call them upstanding or not. But the fact is that something was said. So, again, a lot of deception. A lot right. of deception in our culture right, right. as a norm. So. It's interesting that people would say this is a human right, and yet they want it rare. That was an old Bill Clinton uh, phrase, a very political phrase. Imagine saying, you know, free speech should be safe, legal, and rare. Uh, no, free speech is something we should use often. We use the freedom of the press. Or, or what about the freedom of religion, freedom to go to church? It should be rare. You know, no. So it, it, it's, a, it's an oxymoron at best, and it's an outright lie uh, at worst. That's right. That's right. Would you take a moment to pray specifically for the leadership of the church and for the church as a whole? Because even though, as, even as far as we've come, there's still a lot of deception and a lot of mis- wrong perspectives that permeate so, mu- so many of the ranks of the church today as well. Mm-hmm. The need for us to be biblically minded is so critical. Would you pray for the church in that regard? Mm-hmm. Father, we recognize that there are many that are standing in the pulpits today that have chose a vocation over uh, you. They're not called of ministry, but they're uh, simply hirelings. And they're unable to discern and rightly divide the Word of God. Lord, I pray that you would remove such people and replace them with godly individuals that have your heart that know your word, that can correctly preach and, and divide and uh, understand uh, your word, specifically when it comes to the act of child killing. Lord, if we can't discern that killing an unborn baby is against your will, we are horribly, horribly lost. But, Lord, we also know that Solomon did it in, the own, in, 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 in your temple. He had all a thousand concubines, and he and he worshipped Baal in your temple. Um, so we're not surprised, uh, but it it shows us specifically how much we need your grace, and we need your mercies, and we need your direction, and we need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit to revive our land and bring us back 
under your wings as uh, as a people that love you and are guided by your Spirit. Amen. And Father, I do thank you for your church, the body of Christ in the world. And Lord, touch us, Lord. Help us to repent and turn from the apathy, the great apathy that has been rampant amongst us and so many that even too often are even on the wrong side of your word on this issue. Lord, touch us. Help us to repent. By faith, we repent of that, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. And Lord, fill us anew with your spirit and stir us to, to become the church that is passionate about standing for life, that is passionate and ready to do whatever you're calling us to do to help save the lives of precious babies and to help clearly proclaim the truth that you told us in your word to choose life, that we and our offspring may live. Help us to be the church doing what you would have us to do in this regard. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Troy, with the ministry that you lead, Operation Rescue, your mission statement covers quite a bit, but amongst other things, you have some, um, some, some unique uh, projects that you've been a part of, and I know some of them have led to some pretty heavy uh, opposition on your part. I'm going to ask if you'll elaborate on that. And we're part of our goal is we want you to share with uh, our listeners how to really pray for you with what you and your ministry are facing uh, at present. Well, a lot of people know I mean, we've closed abortion clinics. We've exposed people, like I mentioned, Kermit Gosnell. We've had projects uh, showing the country what abortion really is and, 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 and why, you know, the necessity of ending uh, child killing. One of the big projects that we had uh, in 2013, we started the Center for Medical Progress, and I hired people to lead that project. And if people kind of hearken back a few years, uh, we released the first video in 2015, and what this showed was abortionists actually talking uh, about how they kill children, how they sell their remains, how they dismember them, and kind of this ghoulish way of of selling baby body parts. It was it was horrific, and it wasn't me talking, it wasn't my employees talking. This was the abortionists themselves. We had caught them red-handed, discussing, kind of talking shop. When they didn't know they were being recorded, they would never say this on CNN or the you know major news networks or in a speech. Mm-hmm. When they thought they were talking to fellow abortionists or people inside their group, boy, they got really hushed and they really told the truth, and that rocked the world. The Center for Medical Medical Progress videos rocked the entire world, but it was just like you know kicking Goliath in the shin <laughs> uh, without having a plan to take him down, mm-hmm. and they came after us with a vengeance. Uh, even though we had congressional hearings, uh, both in the House and the Senate, Planned Parenthood was never charged. There were referrals to the FBI to charge Planned Parenthood with crimes because it's illegal to sell baby body parts. Uh, but they were never charged, but instead they came after us. They filed a massive uh, racketeering lawsuit against myself and my team. They also uh, filed uh, you know, wiretapping, illegal wiretapping charges. Uh, first time these laws have ever been used against uh, in, in California against two members of my team, David Delighton and Sandra Merritt. And they're still facing, uh, I think, nine felonies charges, and they may go to trial here later this year. Uh, but we were we were tried and convicted in a, San Fran- a liberal, very liberal uh, San Francisco courtroom. I was on trial for seven weeks, where, of course, the judge barred any testimony about the sale of baby body parts. It was all about you know, non-disclosure agreements, and did we illegally, 
um, uh, you know, record these individuals. And so we found liable uh, triple damages and all, you know, everything all added up. It's about $18 million judgment. Uh, we lost at the Supreme at the Ninth Circuit. Uh, that that case has has been now officially lost. So we're appealing to the Supreme Court. Uh, there's there's not a lot of hope, but it's kind of a hail mary, last ditch effort of justice. Uh, we're, we're praying that we're going to get get into the Supreme Court, you know, later this year, early next year, mm-hmm. and that would be the only thing that would reverse an 18 million dollar judgment against me. Um, uh, they're threatening to close down Operation Rescue. They're threatening, you know, me with, you know, it's not even something I can bankrupt, really, because it's racketeering. It's this criminal enterprise, corrupt organization. And it's ironic when you talk about a corrupt organization and racketeering, when it's them, when it's the Planned Parenthood people that are the ones that are selling baby body parts in in an illegal way. That's true corruption and racketeering. But, yeah, so we have big hurdles. Um, certainly nothing that the Lord can't handle, but there are uh, – the American Center for Law and Justice, Jay Seculo, good friend, great people, have spent a great deal of time and effort and legal expertise defending me in this case. There's, mm-hmm. They've been such a blessing to me. And uh, But, yeah, there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a lot – there's a lot to uh, – of persecution – just for trying to defend innocent children. It, it's it's just shocking sometimes. Well, how would you specifically like to ask listeners to pray for you, to pray for Operation Rescue in the midst of these challenges? Thank you for that opportunity. I, I mean, our legal team needs prayer for, for wisdom and for guidance. They, they uh, obviously need their bills taken care of. Uh, Operation Rescue, we have to make decisions because this judgment is so large, you know, how we're going to, and if we're going to be able to continue uh, protection, uh, prayers for, for protection, not just financially, but, you know, we've opened ourselves up to the horde, the demonic horde of the left. I mean, literally, our office has been vandalized. They tried to burn it down. I've had death threats, more death threats than I can really count. The FBI comes in almost on a rotating basis to pick up the recordings of death threats. They they never arrest anybody, but they 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 sure you know they come and pick up the death threats. And so yeah, protection. I, one one time a few years back, somebody loosened the lug nuts on my Jeep, and uh, I mean it was just by the sheer grace of God, I was going around a turn and, and it kind of felt weird, and I stopped. My lug nuts were loose. They literally were trying to kill me. <laughs> It's it's just shocking, but, you know, if they kill children, they're going to try to come after us. Well, we're going to uh, pick up on the other side here uh, with that. Our phone guest today is Troy Newman. He's the president of Operation Rescue. We'll be right back. A million different ways I gotta trust, but there's only one decision how to live, how to love Jesus. Because you are God, and you're the God of my choices. Speak to me, and I will run. 
choices, my choices. I believe that faith is nothing. If it isn't everything. Music of JJ Weeks with choices. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Troy Newman. He's the president of Operation Rescue. Troy, one more time, if you would share, if someone listening wants to get in touch with you, wants to communicate with you, or just learn more about the work and mission of Operation Rescue, tell them how they can do that. Right. Uh, we all, most of us all have you know, access to the World Wide Web. OperationRescue.org is our big website. You can go anywhere from there. There's contact information there. Uh, we're also on, I, I think, Facebook and Twitter and all that. But uh, the, web, the, the website's a really good place to get started. And you can email me through there. There's an email link. And if you want to get a hold of me, uh, give me a day or two, and I'll uh, get back to you. Sometimes my inbox is flooded. But thank you so much for uh, that opportunity. I just I love the, to hear people's prayer requests and stories and um, just and, and to provide more information about how we can all save babies. Okay. Well, um, so was there anything further you'd like to... In just a moment, I want to take time to pray for you and lead our listeners in praying, but anything further you want to share about that present challenges that you're dealing with in the way of for how people can pray? Yeah, when we were right before the break, we were just talking about, you know, the death threats, the, the, the financial uncertainty of what's going to happen. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, even though I owe Planned Parenthood you know, $18 million. I'm, uh, if, even if I could write the check, I, I, I couldn't do it. If I owed them one penny, think about this. The, the, the abortion cartel, as I like to call them, these people kill children uh, day in and day out. They advocate for the most heinous crimes. They literally shake their fist at God. They hate everything that we stand for. And of course, they all, they all help with the, you know, the LBGT 57 gender community as well. Uh, but if I had, if I owed them one penny and I had the ability to pay them, I, I literally could not with good conscience do that. Mm-hmm. And so I want people to, to, you know, to understand that there are certain times in, in life where your integrity is worth more than anything else. Remember, uh, of the 11 apostles after Judas, all of them were murdered, except for John, mm-hmm. uh, and, because they refused to compromise. You know, Jesus, if Jesus is Lord, and he is, then uh, we have no right to be afraid of the world. We've got no right to compromise with the world. Uh, we uh, act as Christians. We, we, we perform or we act or we work diligently for uh, an audience of one person, and that's the Lord himself. And he sees all, he knows all, and if, but then he's also able to carry us through. And I can tell you, you know, we could probably spend another couple hours just talking about how God has carried us through over the years, sustained us, provided for us, protected us, and I think a lot of your listeners even now are saying, yeah, he's done that to me. And uh, it kind of reminds me, going a little far afield here, but it kind of reminds me of, you know, in the Old Testament, they set up the Ebenezer, you know, the stone of Ebenezer. So mm-hmm. what does Ebenezer mean? It means that he took care of me yesterday, and he's taking care of me today. And based on those two principles, he took care of me yesterday, he's taking care of me today. Based on those two principles, we can look forward and say, uh, God's going to take care of us in the future. 
That's and right. uh, he's got the, he's got the, our land in his hand. He's got our plans in his hand, and we're just instruments here, uh, you know, working out his will here on earth. That is so true, and it's it's so important for us as believers to keep in mind. Now, now the reality is this really should never change. But our job as believers is to always keep our focus on God. We need to remember that our job is to remember God is always going to do his job. And God mm-hmm. never ceases to be God. He's on his throne just as much as he ever has been. And our job is to trust him and to look to him. And, you know, Troy, the reality is sometimes it's easier to say that than at other times. But the fact is that assignment doesn't change. The just shall live by faith. So I want to take time now specifically to pray for you, and I want to invite every single listener to pray for Troy, for his, his ministry team, and Operation Rescue at this point in time. Father, we thank you for our brother Troy. Thank you for his staff. Thank you for the ministry of Operation Rescue and those that we lifted up earlier as well, Father. Lord, today we and they, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today we say to the Lord, You are our refuge and our fortress, our God, and you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. So we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand. But it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation, no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon you, Therefore, you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name, we do pray. And Father, Lord, we thank you for, again, Troy and his whole staff, Lord. Engulf them in your Holy Spirit of grace, strength, and encouragement during this time and season in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the fact that they will come through this victorious and in such a way that you will be glorified and the name of Jesus will be lifted up. Lord, raise up many, many intercessors that will stand with them and support them in the ways you'd have them to. And Lord, just flood this situation with your light, your grace, your peace. And we plead the blood of Jesus over this ministry, over Brother Troy. We plead the blood of Jesus over this entire circumstance. And Lord, we thank you for the fact that in this situation, Satan and Planned Parenthood don't stand a chance. We thank you and praise you for the fact that you are God. You are Lord. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Well, Troy, in the last few minutes of our time, anything further you'd like to share with our listeners, um, just maybe in the way of encouragement for them to get involved with the cause of life, or maybe just things that you're working on that you desire people to be praying with you about, whatever's on your heart you'd like to share. Well, the the majority of the people in America think abortion is abhorrent. And we've shown the pictures of these aborted children. There's not one person, even a pro-abortion person, that's not aghast 
at how horrible this is. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do, in my opinion, uh, is to, number, number, number one, understand the times that we live in. Understand this is demonic. This is evil from the lowest pits of hell. And secondly, you know, we have the power of the Holy Spirit, and to push back against this verbally, you know, one small story, I was in uh, the, the post office, went to a very small post office, and someone mentioned something about abortion being good, and I said, oh my goodness, lady, that's the most horrible thing I can think of is killing a baby. And the people around us, they were shocked that somebody would speak up on behalf of the unborn children in a public place, but I got many people coming to me saying that was the right thing to see, that's the right thing to say, that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So in the smallest ways, whether you're in a post office or a grocery store, speak up on behalf of these babies. Put the bumper stickers on your car. Um, Talk to your pastor if he's not preaching against abortion on January 22nd or any time of the year. There's the text scriptures are very clear, and there's multiple ways and areas that you can you can uh, preach against abortion. But if if we put this on our forefront of our minds all the time that innocent children are being killed, and we're their advocates, you know, uh, Proverbs twenty four eleven, you know, rescue those unjustly sentenced to die, speak up for them. Uh, so that that's what we need to do, and I just want to encourage uh, your listeners to do that. Because the more people that do, the sooner we're going to end this Holocaust in America. And of course, pray for America. Pray mm-hmm. for our repentance. Understand this is demonic. That's right. That's right. Would you specifically pray for believers to, just in relation to what you just shared, just to be always walk in love, but to be bold witnesses in the world mm-hmm. they live in? Mm-hmm. Father, in your word, uh, so many times uh, you. You know, you say, gird up your loins, stand strong, be bold, be not afraid. And, and Lord, that, that sort of fearlessness only comes with your, from your Holy Spirit. It only comes from you, because in, in our own world we're timid, and we don't want to speak up, we don't want to make waves. But, Lord, you made the biggest wave when you sacrificed yourself, you gave your life up on Calvary, and then you raised yourself from the dead, and now you sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. You're putting your enemies under your feet as footstools, under your footstool. Lord, continue to do this. Make us bold servants for you. You changed the world with just 12 people. Lord, there are millions and millions of your followers now. We, we, we pray for a mighty revival in this land that would sweep across the country. There would be sexual morality in this country, not immorality, that there'd be an honoring of innocent babies creating the image and likeness of you. Lord, help us to recognize this. Help us to recognize your law word, your Ten Commandments, and to try to live by them the most we can. We're not perfect, and we never will, but we, we, we repent for the sins that we do commit. But Lord, we, we desire, and I pray that uh, the listeners would desire to live by your law word so that we could be a holy people, that you'd be proud of us for walking in your ways. Thank you, Jesus, in advance for this. Thank you for the people that have a heart for you. Thank you for your grace and your tender mercies that are new every single day. We bless you. We honor you. We praise you with our entire being. Amen. Amen. And Father, too, thank you, and I praise you for the fact that you've called us as the church again to represent your heart, your mind, your word. And as Troy mentioned, Lord, empower us to be faithful ambassadors wherever we go, speaking the truth in view of the fact that 
the darkness simply needs to, the light can always chase the darkness away as light is released. Lord, help us to release your light any and everywhere we go in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Father, for us as the church. Thank you for us as a nation, Lord. Help us as the church and as a nation to put you first. Help us to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Let me say to all of our listeners again, if you'd like to get a copy of an article that we wrote entitled, God's Word Clearly Opposes Abortion, it has a collection of quite an array of passages that clearly let us know God's Word calls us to stand for life and against the tragedy of abortion. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Today is a wonderful day, a great day to be saved, to make that all-important step, that eternal step, to invite him in. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed and received and made, and made that step, we'd like to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Please get in touch again. We hope to hear from you again, joseph at afr.net. Troy, thank you so much for being with us and sharing about the work and the great mission of Operation Rescue. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. And we'd like to invite again every single listener. Again, we're inviting you to join as a part of the prayer team, praying and standing with Troy and his team and in this season. Hope you'll do that. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.